Speeding and the sound is speeding. Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew, the Monday edition for Monday, November 14th, 2022. On today's episode, I uh, completely owned a drunk heckler on the weekend. And uh, shit, you know, it's the start of the intro. Cause Big Drew got the rhythm and the flow and the rhyme and he committing crimes in time. And you know that he's stepping on a dime. It's a sack. And bring it back, cause Big Drew, cause you know we gonna smoke a fat. Ah, uh, hi, welcome to another episode of This Week of Drew, the Monday edition for Monday, fucking November 14th, 2022. If you ever want to bum yourself out, take a look at your podcast analyticals. Um, <laughs> I knew that I was podcasting to nobody for a long time, but I just looked at my Spotify numbers and we are up to six. We're up to six individual users on Spotify. So if you are one of those people listening to this podcast, I feel it's so weird that I have somehow I, I probably have a Guinness Book of World Records for the for the comedian uh, who with a podcast who has more Patreon subscribers than actual listeners. It's like, how the fuck is that even possible? <laughs> how do I have fucking 11 Patreons, but fucking six people listen to this podcast? Five of you? I don't know what you're doing, but uh, hi, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Let's start off with a little bit of a uh, motherfucking, oh Jesus, that's fucking loud. Let's bring that down a little bit. We got a little bit of a, how was my motherfucking weekend? How was my motherfucking weekend? How was your weekend? I hope you had a good weekend. We, uh, if you're in Alberta, you got that big fucking dump of snow. Janie, my sister was telling me that, um, there was a uh, fucking 50 degree temperature change from plus 20 all the way down to minus 28. And sometimes, you know, I think about moving back to Alberta. I think I'll go out to Alberta. And, uh, yeah, fucking, then I hear about that and then I'm like, oh yeah, right. Fuck that place. (laughs) Uh, but it was still snowing a little bit here this weekend, but, uh, I did have some, uh, fucking comedy shows, uh, on Friday. It was nice. I was at the corner comedy club and I wasn't hosting. So, oh God, actually, let me tell you a funny story about Remembrance Day first. So I was out fucking work and it's Remembrance Day. So we got to do, we're going to do a moment of silence. We're going to play the fucking little horn song. No, now I'm just doing Star Wars, but you know that fucking, that little fucking trumpet song that they always play, right? So we're going to play that followed by a moment of silence, followed by a true song, The Highway of Heroes, which is about, it's a big fucking Remembrance Day anthem. Those guys are smart, actually. A lot of people write Christmas songs, birthday songs. They wrote a November 11th song. <laughs> so, you know, you're going to get that money, that uptick on that Spotify every year. You get that fucking little Highway of Heroes juice, a little extra 10G or whatever the fuck it is from that little streaming bump. So, okay, so Buddy's supposed to play the horns, the morning show guy, and then and then we're going to go into the moment of silence into the, into this true song. And then continue on with the rest of our regularly scheduled programming, which happened to be a fucking Lizzo. Uh, about damn time, which if you haven't heard the song, I'll just fucking play it. Uh, I'll pull it up right now. This. <laughs> so this is about damn time, which is I love this song, by the way. OK, so you hear the, <laughs> hear the first <laughs> you already know what is where what happened. So you fucking hear the first line of that song. Yeah, it's bad bitch o'clock. Yeah, it's thick 30. 
So fucking morning show guy goes to press play on the truth song. And yeah, sure enough, fucks up. Uh, the Something gets fucked up. And then Lizzo starts playing. <laughs> so we have this fucking in Flanders fields, the poppies grow. And then the fucking horns. And then right out of that, it's bad bitch o'clock. Yeah, it's thick 30. And I'm in the fucking production studio. And I'm like, oh my God. Like this is quite possibly... The funniest thing that has ever happened. Like, there isn't a more wildly inappropriate song. And it's not like that song's inappropriate. But within the context of Remembrance Day and, and like, having a nice moment of silence. And then it's literally, it's like a fucking, we popped the champagne cork. And now it's fucking, it's bad bitch o'clock. Yeah, it's thick 30. <laughs> it's, so, it's so fucking funny. And I'm just, like, literally dying. I'm like, you couldn't write this. This is, like, a fucking sitcom. Like, if I were to write this bit, like... You know, Remembrance Day moment of silence goes wrong. It's like that would most likely be one of the that would be in top contention as one of the songs that I think would be the perfect song for that. <laughs> so friggin' everyone's all up in arms and are like whatever, not up in arms, but everyone's trying to like, holy fuck, like what do we do? And I'm just like, buddy, let it ride. It already happened. Um, so that was really, really funny. So then Friday night, I was at the Corner Comedy Club and it was really nice because I wasn't hosting. And I was talking to you last week about how I was feeling. Like, fuck, I wish I didn't, you know, I wish I could, I could kind of like, um, you know, I love hosting and, but it's a job, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a real job and, and I take it very seriously and I, and I treat it with a lot of respect and I've come to really, you know, um, care for the job of being an MC and I, and I have reverence for the position and I honor it as such. And I do feel like, you know, there's a, you know, like I've said this a million times, but if you did comedy in Edmonton between 2011 and 2013, like there was a fucking 60% chance, like, or there was probably 60% of your sets you were brought on stage by me. I just, that's what I was. I was just the MC. I am the MC. Fucking just sweet MC. Um, but it doesn't really afford the ability to kind of like create a, um, you know, a situation, create a moment in time. Sure you can. Um, but like you, you're not, you don't have that kind of like, just like changing the channel sort of vibe. Like, uh, like when a new comic comes on stage, like you change the channel and you can be like, this is what I'm all about. This is my world. And welcome to it, right? Whereas when you're emceeing, you really got to be like, you know, do some housekeeping. Hey, you know, you acknowledge right off the top that there is no fourth wall here. How are you? Good to see you. Thanks for coming. You're like the host of the party. Um, but when you're the host of the party, you can't be lampshade on your head guy because you're hosting the party. Like, you know, if you want to be lampshade on your fucking head guy, you know, you, that's a guy who comes to a party, not a guy who hosts a party. So, you know what I'm talking about, right? So I wasn't hosting and it was nice. I was up third. So it was Cam Phoenix was the MC and he did a great job. Very respectable MC, you know, kept it tight. He's not uh, overly like he just does jokes like he's not a fucking he's not a crazy guy. Like he's not hitting him with too much energy. He's also not like one linery. He's just kind of like your standard, like straight up kind of guy. And then Natish went up and Natish is like a low energy sort of vibe, uh, you know, so he's got that sort of like low energy vibe of, of like, you know, joke telling or whatever. And then I was like, hey, this is perfect because we had like a little medium and then a little soft. And I was like, I'm gonna come up like literally fucking guns blazing, um, which is awesome. So I just went on stage and I was like, it's Friday. Ah, let's get fucked up, you know, <laughs> like that sort of energy. Uh, even though I am sober and, you know, I'm not trying to be like this party comedian like Burt Kreischer, but I was trying to impart the feeling of Friday onto these people. Like, let's fucking let's get a little Friday energy going, which and that works perfectly into my first bit, which is great. 
Um, and, uh, and then now I was able to kind of work on some fucking new stuff. And then when you have that ability to work on new stuff on stage, that's when you start connecting with the muse because you don't have to do any housekeeping stuff or any like, Hey, so anyways, you don't have to shift from, from confident public speaker into stand up comedian. You already are in fucking fifth gear as a stand up comedian, right? So um, it's easier to connect with the muse that way. And sure enough, I fucking, I, I, me and the muse fucking just shook hands immediately. And I riffed like a whole bunch of new jokes right off the top of my dome. And that's, the, that's always been kind of my writing process is like, I don't sit down and write stand up jokes. I don't fucking, I don't know how to do that. There's not, I've said this before, but there's not a written version of any one of my jokes anywhere in the world, unless it was a TV people making me like write it down. For them, but Dino Archie has the line. He's like, "Man, I'm a fucking artist. Don't make me write this shit down." Because <laughs> you look at it on the paper and you're like, "Well, why is that funny? Like, that's not a joke. Like, what the fuck?" But there's something about the way I say it. It makes it real funny. Um, <laughs> so it was nice, and I connected with the muse. I was like, "I," and then I, and then once you start riffing, you just what's on your top of your mind, and your subconscious is gonna bring forward to you sort of these echoes of of your own intentions. Damn, what does that sentence even mean? Um, and then I started doing joke about working on the radio. Cause obviously that's happening in my life. And I was like, yo, I fucking read the news and they just started laughing. And then I was like, oh, here's the joke. And then it just came out in front of me. And Rick Rubin was interviewing John Frusciante and he asked him like, how do you like improvise a guitar solo? And he's just like, I don't know. I just see it. And he's like, well, what do you see in your head? He's like, well, I can't fucking describe it to you, but you just kind of see, you just, it's presented to you. Um, and then, and you just see it. Right. And, and then I was like, I was hearing Rick Rubin try to get this information out of Frashanti. And I was like, man, I know what the fuck John Frashanti is talking about, man. Cause as when I'm up there riffing this joke, so the joke goes, yeah, I, uh, I was like, I, I don't read the news. Could you imagine if this guy was reading the news? Like, I don't use this voice. Like, and then I'm like, oh yeah, fucking Justin Trudeau is in Cambodia today trying to like work on some deal in fucking children's hospital, Eastern Ontario ramp to the tits right now. <laughs> so it's a funny joke, right? And then in that moment, as soon as I, they laughed at me saying, oh, I read the fucking news, the joke was just in front of me. And I and I already heard, like in my head, I already knew I was going to say the Children's Hospital of Ontario, of Eastern Ontario is rammed to the tits and the Justin Trudeau joke because those were actually based on stories that I had done earlier that day. So it was like this, like, yeah, like I said, like these fucking echoes of your own consciousness are providing you with this material. And all you have to do is open yourself up to these channels and the, and the information is there. Right. Um, so and that's all art or anything is like you're it's not you don't create it, man. You just go find it. All that that is already existed. Michelangelo fucking the statue of David already existed. He just had to go out there and get a piece of marble and fucking chip away the parts that weren't David. But David already existed. Michelangelo didn't make David. David already existed within that fucking piece of marble. He just had to open himself up to the fucking universe to get that thing out there. And yo, I saw the statue of David, man. Like that thing is fucking, it's impressive. <laughs> Breaking news. The statue of David is cool. Fucking, but it's crazy because Michelangelo also, man, that guy fucking, he didn't like, he just followed the muse, bro. He was like, if I got to paint this, I got to paint it. If I got to sculpt it, I got to sculpt it. If I got to fucking, you know, or who was it Michelangelo or fucking Da Vinci or one of those cocksucking, one of those Italian queers. 
But he just followed the muse, man, and he didn't like he didn't set out to fucking you know I from what I can assume there wasn't any drawings or whatever the fuck or plans. You just do it. So it was cool. And I was like, thank fucking God I'm up here doing comedy right now. It just felt good. I was like, okay, I'm back in touch with the muse. I, I wasn't worried about losing it. Like you never lose your connection with the muse. Everyone has a connection with the muse, man. Athletes, fucking everyone, children. That's all they run off of. Their entire juice is the muse, man. And, uh, and then slowly but surely society fucking weans that out of you because that's not profitable. Well, I mean, it is. That's the uh, that's the other thing I was th this idea that I had the other day was that art is your only way free from the system because it's the only thing that the system has yet to fucking it can't figure out how to fucking mass produce art. It can't it, ca it can't come up with original ideas like capitalism doesn't have the ability within it to to it's divorced from art. And it's the only thing that the fucking they can't reproduce with with computers or with labor or anything like it takes an, a person who's uncalled into the stadium like you have to show up to the fucking stadium of art, you know, not because you received an invitation, but because your fucking heart was was, you know, to quote Taylor Swift, there was an invisible string that was pulling you there the whole time. And it's the only thing that can't be fucking, you know, there's art school and we can refine this technique and blah, 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 but it has to be within you. So the muse is like, you know, I, I was just getting, I wasn't really getting scared about losing touch with it, but I was getting scared that I was going further down the path and that it would take more effort to go down that, you know, that, that path. And I would have to bushwhack my way to the fucking river of, of art uh, rather than walk down this finely paved fucking path that I've curated for myself. And that's what it is. It's like creativity is like a muscle and I'm learning that at work, um, you know, with the ability to generate fucking new shit. So it was just really nice to just riff and like get, and I got, I recorded the whole thing. I got a bunch of content out of it. So I don't know. It's good. It was just a good fucking, it was a good night. And then Saturday I had a double header at the comedy bar in Toronto, which you will never fucking see me do. I don't go to fucking comedy bar. Although I will say, actually, I kind of I'm liking it now. I never used to like it because it was just so clicky. Like that was like the mecca of click. Like if you wanted to be see and be seen, like you just go fucking hang out at comedy bar and that's where you hang out and that's where you fucking schmooze and you go to the fucking Halloween party and make sure you're seen there and make sure you got a funny costume and everyone jerks each other fucking off. And I was never into that shit. That's why I like the corner because we were just, it was 100% about art and just like fuck you I don't care who you are or where you come from or anything about you is like are you funny can you go smash not like it had nothing to do with fucking social media and it had nothing to do with the scene the clicks or any shit like that like it was a pure unadulterated fucking just comedy like the like you know like some underground minor threat you know it's like punk rock it's like we're just here it's like metal like you know I don't care if you like this like I'm just doing this because this is what my heart desires so you never see me at comedy bar, but there's a new generation now. These new kids, there's like some new kids and they're all big up in the scene there. And, I'm, and I come in and they like don't even know who I am. And I'm like, oh, sick. This is nice. Like to be divorced from the fucking scene and then be part of this like elder scene of like me and like Reeds and Jason Allen. We're just hanging out. And it's just like, man, these young kids that are like running around you gotta be there gotta get here i'm running away popping in just to say hi like could you imagine going to a show that you're not on just to fucking see like be seen as if that's gonna help you in some way 
Oh, uh, man. But my buddy Chuck, Charles Haycock, figured it out. I've been preaching this for fucking years now. Uh, the algorithm, you know, it's the only way forward. And Chuck figured it out. I don't know if he's listening to the podcast or if he just figured it out. I'm sure he just figured it out for himself. But now he's popped off. He's got like 20, 20K on Instagram and growing. So, you know, the method, it keeps, it keeps working. Sterling, uh, you know what to do, buddy. I don't know why the fuck you're on the cruise ships right now. But I told you, bro. You fucking, the longer you stay out there, bro, I know it's good money, but man, there's an opportunity right now for us to fucking be free of the system rather than fucking dependent on it. So if you're listening, buddy, get the fuck off that ship and come home and start posting content. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of content, promotional consideration for this week with Drew is provided by our Patreons. Would you like access to bonus content sometimes? Uh, as well as an individualized, personalized shout out on motherfucking every single episode and uh, free dope when I get it from the fucking, from our other sponsor. Well, then you could be like these fine people, Alicia Nairnigle, uh, James, new guy, Mark, Tony, Smog, Patrick, hi, Patrick, Nick and Mac, Bubba, Marnus, Street Demon, uh, our number one fan, Joel, and in the motherfucking Hall of Fame, call it Andre, Taryn, Blair, say they name, what up, want em. hi, Kevin and Joyce. Hello, Mink. Also, promotional consideration for this week of Drew is provided by King Tut's Cannabis. <laughs> so they fucking, kingtutscannabis.com, they put a sale on for Remembrance Day. They're like, in, save our, like, in honor of our troops, we're giving you 30% off, which I think is so funny that, like, it's like a weed company. <laughs> so I was like, I saw, so I fucking put, I was just like, oh, 28 grams of Death Bubba for 99 bucks. It's the smalls, but it's worth it. Their trim is actually, it's not trim. It's like just, it's not even that smalls. It's not even popcorn. It's just smalls. So they fucking put like, yeah, like 30% off because it's Remembrance Day. And then I re, re like posted that. I was like, grandpa died so you can have cheap weed. And then the social media person for Kick Tuts was like, OMG, LOL. They're like, oh my God. <laughs> They're like, Jesus, fuck, dude. Like, that's not really the vibe we're going for. But I was like, fuck you anyways. Um... So King Tut's Cannabis, I broke, I had my little fucking G-Pen thing and I was about more than halfway done it and then I just broke it. Yo, Lavinkush Vape Pen Variety Kit, four times a half gram for $100. Yo, I'm literally buying this right now. Oh my God. Or no, I don't want to, I don't know if I'll like the, uh, I don't know if I'll like those other flavors. You know, I'm very fucking, I'm very fucking picky about that shit. Vape carts. Okay, what do we got here? It's. Okay, so that's a hundred bucks. One gram pod. Oh, I should just buy those. That's cheaper. But I like the fucking no button. Oh, those are 30 bucks a piece. Oh, so you're actually saving like a fucking 20. You're getting almost a free one. Okay, yeah, I am going to do that. Oh, but I also get my promo code. Oh, (laughs) how dumb am I? Am I doing a commercial for my own promo code? Um... (laughs) Go to kingtutscannabis.com and use the promo code DREW if you're not dumb as fuck like me and you will get an extra 10% off your order. And plus, they're giving away a free mystery gram of AAA flour on this order. So what is it going to be here? Let's pu- pu- punch my co- promo code in. Proceed to checkout. So we're at $118.95 before my checkout. Proceed to checkout. Oh, I need my user ID. Oh, I'm not logged in. Okay, well, whatever. I could do 10% off 118 That's fucking 18 bucks. Yeah, so it's literally going to be 100 bucks. For all those things, that's actually a crazy good deal. I'm buying that right fucking now. Okay, I'll do this after this ad. Go to kingtutscannabis.com. Use the promo code DREW for 10% off your order at checkout. 
So my show is a comedy bar. They also went really well. I had the first show and it was like uh, uh, this woman. It was a 30 person birthday party. I'm like, how the fuck do you have 30 friends that are not, number one? Like you have those. Number two, they're all willing to get together for your birthday. And number three, all go out to a comedy show. And they bought 30 lemon drops before the show, which must have been her favorite drink. And like everyone's comedy radars are going off, right? Because anytime you have like a singular group of people that are there for a comedy show, the, it's it's weird. Because they're all one unit. It's a it's not 30 individuals. It's fucking a singular unit with 30 members. That's why corporates are so hard and why you get paid so fucking much. Because there's this collective group thing that's like you don't you can't be yourself or in an office environment. And also you're like you're worried about the judgment of others and you're not gonna you're not gonna wanna fucking suspend your disbelief because that might reveal to others around you what your true, you know, mental state is, and that's scary for a lot of people. Somebody goes up and does a joke about whatever and you laugh at that. You get a fucking side eye from the boss or from from your friend or your friend's sister. You know, it changes your place within the social status and the social ranking of that thing. But uh, they were fine. It was actually more than fine. They were like, Jack, they must have been comedy fans or at least a good chunk of them because there was immediate suspended disbelief of fucking they were all on board, ready to go. Fucking Yaw went up and he smashed and then everyone just instantly starts smashing. And I'm like, oh my God. And I'm watching the show. I'm like, this is actually going to be so fun. Like I normally hate the small room at Comedy Bar. The vibe sucks. But this 30 person group overrode that and brought their own fucking energy. I'm like, yes. So I went up and just, and I got this new camera angle from the side of the stage because I'm trying to do something different. Like if everyone's posting the same fucking videos over and over again, I'm trying to do something different by having good audio because I lav my mic myself and then I'm trying to do different angles because the fucking angle that we're getting from either back behind or whatever, whatever, you know, it's, 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 you're in a sea of the, at least my fucking, maybe it's because I'm only friends with comedians, but my entire fucking feed is just the same shots over and over again with varying degrees of fucking success of, you know, views and or like subtitles and graininess and audio quality. So I figure if I can do a nice clean video with nice clean audio, you know, and nice clean subtitles that that most likely will help. And now the new trend with subtitles is this little pop-up video fucking sort of pop-up. So you got to follow that too. So I'm just banking all this shit, honestly, because, uh, you know, a lot of these jokes are evergreen. And I feel like once I do start fucking hitting this content thing, it's like I'm not going to stop because that's kind of the way out. So I got a bunch of good juice. And then the second show, fucking Braden's got his drunk ass girlfriend <laughs> in the front row. And she brought her little fucking crew of blondies with her. And they're drunk and they don't like stand up. They're not stand up fans. Like maybe, I don't know, maybe Brayden's girlfriend is, but fucking, I don't know. They're just more drunk than anything and just kind of like these drunkards, just drunk party downtown Toronto rich girls. And they're sitting up front and this, and this one chick is just fucking kind of not Brayden's girlfriend, but her friend is kind of, I don't want to say ruining the show, but she's just being chatty. Like, oh yeah, like, oh, you think so? All right. Oh yeah, you think that? And just like kind of like one of those people that thinks like that when there's that the that the comedian is talking to them and that when there is a pause that that is that uh, their signal now as in a conversation to to pipe up and offer their fucking whatever their opinion is. So I was wearing a shirt that said Hiawatha First Nation, which is where Courtney's family is from originally. Her mom parents' family are from Hiawatha, which is a reserve by Peterborough. Her grandma was from there, and people before that. 
So I'm wearing Hiawatha First Nation, you know, indicating the indigenous heritage of my wife and, you know, myself as well, too, uh, being, you know, indigenous on my grandma's family. So I don't feel like a poser anymore fucking saying that shit like how I used to back, you know, in junior high and high school or whatever. Um, so half, I'm almost about done. I'm, I'm like, the ship is coming down. We're fucking have already started our descent. The fucking pilot has turned on the seatbelt light. And I'm just about wrapping up this one joke. I got maybe one or two more bits. And she goes, what does your shirt say? And I was like, and I heard her the whole time just snapping. And I was ignoring their little chatty energy. She's on her phone during my set because I wasn't giving her attention. So she just started looking at her phone. And I was literally like looking over them. They were right in the front row. And I was looking over them and doing the show to literally everyone else but them. Like completely not even acknowledging their existence with eye contact. So finally, she fucking gets off her phone. And she's looking and she hears me end the joke. And she goes, what does your shirt say? And I was like, how about shut the fuck up? <laughs> I was like, it says, how about shut the fuck up from me and all the comedians and everyone else in this crowd who's you've ruined this entire show for. And man, they had some pent up aggression towards this bitch because fucking the audience erupted in claps, like in applause, claps. They are, the audience erupts in fucking in... Um, and to applause because they're like, yeah, fuck this bitch, man. And a, a couple other comedians tried to deal with her, but they tried to deal with her mean. Like, the thing is, is that you can't, like, you, you can't go hard on her until she gives you an in. You know what I mean? It's like a cop. Like, in, until you reach for their gun. <laughs> you got to fucking, you know what I mean? They're waiting for you. They're like, buddy, just fucking swing at me so I can shoot you. And that's how I was. I was a fucking roided out 23-year-old cop with fucking daddy issues. Ready to snap on this on this poor unsuspecting minority victim. <laughs> so she so she goes, why is your shirt say? I said, I'm shut the fuck up. That's what it says. It says Hiawatha First Nation. If you want to know, you fucking white blonde colonizer fucking interrupting my show. Isn't it ironic? Alanis Morissette, isn't it ironic? And I just snapped on her and then everyone was like stoked. And then her boyfriend like tried chesting up on me. So then I had to defuse that situation. I'm like, bro, what are you? Sh I was like, yo, man, relax, bro. This is a fucking comedy show. Everyone's having a good time. And then he kind of, and I was just like, and then he kind of realized he's like, I was like, why are you, why are you trying to stand up for her, bro? She's been acting all fucked. She's been acting all fucked up all night. And he's, and he kind of was just like, yeah, like, I mean, yeah. Because <laughs> people in relationships like that, just shallow, they don't really care about that person. He's just with her because she, of the way she looks. And I'm sure she's with him because of the way he looks and, or, whatever sort of financial assets that he has access to. So anyways, it was funny just to snap on a heckler. Uh, got the good side angle on that too. Coming in and out of the frame. I think that's cool. Unique coming in and out of the frame. As long as the audio is still going in the subtitles, it's kind of cool. You see me leave the stage. So I got to chip away, uh, edit some videos later tonight. And yeah, that's it. Fucking poor Courtney has the flu right now. So she's been homesick. And uh, I've been like, you know, throwing the blankets in the dryer, trying to keep her comfortable while I'm not at work. Oh, and I started my first day at Milton today, which was like, I don't know, same shit as always. Just a fucking radio guy plugging away at the radio. Okay, we did the ads. Uh, it's Monday. Let's do a little dad rock. Okay, fucking A. Here we go. Oh, shit. I play my SG again, so we got some fun.
Okay. Night, night. It's your bonus! Right at the end there, you fucking tack it on there, and then you fucking get a little fucking extra.